0: The Heart of Humans podcast explores the secrets to building flourishing relationships. We demystify the elements of desire, trust, and love by interviewing conscious lovers and providing reflections to help you create the relationships of your dreams. My guest, Alexa Martin, would be known as a type A high achiever who studied mathematics at MIT and who you'd consider to be on track for success and fulfillment. Instead, she suffered from an eating disorder and despite her accolades and being in one of the top institutions in the world, she was not happy with how she wanted to make a difference. She became a mindset coach, helping overwhelmed and anxious high achievers like herself get unstuck, feel confident in themselves and love their life. We talk about embracing fear and uncertainty how to tell the difference between a healthy challenge and a fearful ego, the differences between coaching and therapy, and much more. We hope you enjoy this episode. Tell me a little bit about your story about becoming a mindset coach.
1: Yeah, it's a funny one. So I actually, I did not study mindset or psychology or any of the sorts. I studied math. But I got introduced to mindset just through my own healing journey. I was previously very high anxiety. I had had an eating disorder. I was just always looking to things outside of myself in order to feel worthy and validated when I was first introduced to mindset. Because at the time, I was studying math, I was at MIT, great friends, good family, like checking all the boxes. And if anyone asked me at the time, like, how are you doing? I would have been like, well, I'm doing great. But so often we're settling for so much less than we're worth. And we don't even realize that. And we don't even realize how great, great can feel until we get to the other side. So I think that's just a really important little tidbit to add in to just think about, like, how am I settling for less than I'm worth right now? And how how much better could great be for me?
0: if so for someone who went to MIT that's already a big accolade and 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 for other people from other people's perspective, perspective it seems like you have your life figured out you you're on your track for success and it's funny to hear that you are saying that you know there's a part of you that thought you were settling
1: at the end of the day all the externalities in my life right looked great And I was really missing that relationship with myself because I was so busy focusing on making everything outside of myself perfect that I didn't spend any time in my relationship with my own self. And now, like where I'm at, yeah, maybe the outside, like financially, whatever it may be, may not look like picture perfect, but I just feel so much better. And that's all because it's coming from within it's never what's happening outside of ourselves. It's always coming from the inside.
0: I really like that because this podcast is really focused on our relationship with ourselves. And for you, you've really healed a lot in yourself to realize um, that there was this gap that, what, that you see didn't notice before. And when you were able to explore that gap, you were able to s- discover uh, a huge amount of success in your own awakening <laughs> with yourself i want I want to ask you about something um that I think a lot of people deal with, which is that people feel st- um, to me stuck in the uncertainty or the fear with relationships, either they're uncertain if a relationship is going to work out or they're stuck in a relationship just because they aren't sure if they can find
1: anything else. One of the biggest things for me has been recognizing that so much in our life is outside of our control, right? You can be married and the relationships can still end. Like marriage isn't like that golden stamp of certainty. Like there is so much in our life that is outside of our control, but what is always within our control is our own energetic state and our happiness and our joy. And when you condition your joy and your happiness on things being comfortable and on things looking a certain way, then yeah, it's really freaking scary because you've basically like told yourself that like if this doesn't work out, if you know we break up or if I don't find a new partner, then I'm going to be unhappy. But can you shift that narrative to be I'm going to choose to be happy no matter what. Yeah, this is scary. Yeah, it might be really uncomfortable, but my happiness and my joy is always within my control. And really just like releasing the need to control everything outside of yourself and learning to cultivate that from within can release a lot of the fear. Because at the end of the day, like we all want freedom, we all want love, we all want joy. And when you recognize that you already have those things inside of you, then you stop worrying so much about needing Mm. it to come from the things outside of you.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm just reminded by uh, the crazy, crazy behavior or the, the, the things that I would go, like I make a commitment, I go against my own commitment just so I can control the environment or the situation or a relationship. (laughs) I'm just reminded of how how Mm -hmm. I've seeked, I've sought out happiness outside of myself so much of my life, like so much of my life. And it always blows up in a way that would seem like it would be great in the, in the instance when it, when I'm getting the attention I want and afterwards I realize how out of control I feel out of the situation I feel from the situation. So that's a great, great perspective, which is to shift that narrative to say like, where can we find joy inside of ourselves? What have you shifted for yourself? Actually that that could be something that other people can really glean from. Like what have you, you shifted within yourself to find joy inside rather than outside.
1: Well, I loved what you were touching on earlier, just talking about kind of feeling so filled by the validation from others. That is so common. And this was a big shift for me. I, I loved it when people were like, oh, you study math at MIT? Like, I was like, yes, and I am so worthy because of it, you know? And when you base your life off of, like, just feeling so filled by that validation of others, you realize you just are doing these things that, like, deep down at your core authentic wants and needs, you don't even want to be doing. You're just doing it for the validation. And so a big shift for me was learning to not take anything personally Both in the sense of if someone treats me in a way that is maybe hurtful, like I don't take that personally, but also not taking it personally when people are saying really good things about you too and really positive things. And this plays a role in so many aspects of my life, like in the work I do, in my relationships, in all different places. If you are listening to the applause and feeling filled by the applause, then you are very susceptible to being beaten down by the booing. Mm. And so learning to be a filled cup, like I'm already a filled cup and I'm expanded by others, but I don't need that applause. I could have zero people listening to what I'm saying, zero people as my clients, like there could be zero people. I'm still a filled cup. And so learning how to not take it personally, both like the applause and also not take personally the booing so that you can start to do what you actually want to be doing instead of what's just going to make you feel validated.
0: It's just so undeniably powerful. Like questioning the way we feel validated is an access to our own freedom. I fucking love that. Um, yeah, I think what it, I I would love to hear, like, if you can give someone. And, you know, a lot of people I know are in this loop, you know, they wake up one day and they decide, OK, I'm not this person anymore. I'm not going to uh, think about the worst things about a person. Right. And then something happens. And they a week later could be a month later and they go back to this loop of, you know, I'm not sure again. I'm uncertain. How do we break this loop, Alexa?
1: No, it's such a good question because it's so easy to feel in a high vibe state when things are going great. And it's a lot more challenging to feel that way when things are seemingly not going our way, right? I love, I can't remember where I heard this, but just the idea that take someone who's like very enlightened, you know, a guru, spiritual master, and put them at home with their family for a week and then see what happens. (laughs) See how enlightened and spiritual and master they are then. So it's so true, like the uncomfortable parts of our life really are just showing us where we have to heal, right? And where we have more growth. And so when these moments pop up that things are getting really uncomfortable and you're starting to loop back to old thoughts and loop back to old patterns, it's such a beautiful mirror to be like, oh, this is where I still have to grow. This is work that I still have to do. And instead of just very habitually snapping back into that old ways, bringing a level of consciousness to it, being like, oh, look, there I go again. I'm doing it right now. And sometimes you won't have the resources, you won't have the capacity to do different, right? There are times when let's say I'm with my partner and we're arguing and I literally will have the conscious thought that's like it would be really unproductive for me to say this right now. I know that I would never coach someone to do it and I'm like, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> right? It's we're human. It's still going to happen. But the more and more that you can bring awareness to it and consciousness to it, and the more and more you can, you know, not go back to that old place that feels very comfortable, but instead choose differently, the easier it's going to be.
0: And I want to ask you, like, for the people who are, you know, stuck in a family home that is somewhat either, you know, going extreme toxic or just not really comfortable are you, would you say that we should be in those environments to allow ourselves to grow what what is your opinion on being in environments that are not conducive for for our own perceived mental health
1: i would never seek out or i would never tell someone to seek out like a toxic environment to see you know how strong they are and how how much they've grown right that's definitely not definitely not the case. Um, but at the same time, like you don't want to always live in your complete comfort zone. So there are the right moments and the right times to seek out a little bit of discomfort and seek out a little bit of change. And those are great opportunities to see how you've grown and to see how much, you, how far you've come. But at the end of the day, if you're living in a really toxic environment, like, no, don't stay there. Don't feel like you need to prove to yourself how much emotional and mental resiliency you have, right? That's, that's just coming from the ego. So you definitely want to find environments where you can thrive and feel like your best self. And then once you've gotten to that whole, whole self, like you feel like complete as an individual, you've done tons of personal growth, then you can be like, okay, and now I'll go back, see how the challenge feels this time maybe do it for a day, two days, three days. You see the mirror pop up and then you go back and do the work (laughs) and then you go back and you just see how you evolve over time.
0: That's such a, such a big distinction for the people, especially in my past where I've had my ego try to prove uh, that a relationship is right for me or this is the right relationship And I think it begs the question, like, how do we know that it's our ego that's keeping us stuck versus it's a healthy environment that challenges us?
1: I always coach people to really look at the why behind the decisions that they're making. You can really, you can write out a list of why would I stay? Why would I leave? Why would I do this? Why would I do that? Write out your decisions of why. And then you want to look at what vibes are underlying those reasonings. So it'll either be coming from a place of high vibes, which can be expansion, excitement, I'm excited to feel challenged, love, joy, peace, freedom, stability, anything like that. Or it'll be coming from a place of I feel like I should, or I want to prove this, or I'm scared, right? And you want to look at those list of whys and see which one is coming from this expansive, excited, challenging place. And which one is coming from an ego-driven, really, if you see the word, word should place.
0: Hmm. Should. Like.
1: I feel like I should.
0: Like, when I feel like I should do something, it's usually coming <laughs> from a place. I, let me, correct me if I'm wrong from feeling unworthy like I'm I should do this because if I don't do this this means I'm unworthy
1: absolutely I think that a lot of the shoulds and the guilts in life are coming from like you said what we've attached our sense of worthiness to We've attached our sense of worthiness to people liking us. We've attached our sense of worthiness to being a people pleaser. We've attached our sense of whatever it may be, whatever we've attached our sense of self worthiness to, is what's driving that should. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> kind of let that one sink in. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I also rem- recall when I had those beliefs of unworthiness and they come and go, you know. I have still days of like ugh, I feel like a small human being right now, <laughs> like a tiny little tiny little speck that can't do anything right. <laughs> and I I just remember like what was really missing in those moments was this deep commitment to myself and I don't know if you relate to this, Alexa. I just I felt like what was missing was this deep commitment to myself in knowing what I want and knowing that I deserve what I wanted.
1: Well, I think that I mean I a hundred percent relate absolutely, and I've come to learn that. Self-awareness, I really think, is the foundation to self-worthiness. Because when we are so clear in who we are, we are so clear in what we believe in, and we are so clear in our values, that just breeds confidence in the decisions that we're making. And that really is a foundation of self-worthiness and just recognizing I'm already a whole-worthy being. I know who I am at my core I know I'm a good person. I might mess up this conversation, but that has nothing to do with who I am deep down.
0: The people who find it hard to know what it is that they do want, you know, how how do you help people like that be clear about what it is that they actually do want, especially when they've spent most of their lives pleasing their parents or pleasing other people? How do you help people like that?
1: Well, the thing with knowing who you are and what you value is that it doesn't have to be like a clear picture of like, this is what I want to do in my career for the next 30 years, right? Or this is where I want to live, or this is the type of relationship I want to have. It's more about knowing like what your values are and what you stand for. And those values are going to stand true, like no matter what what changes are happening outside of you, right? Like I value authenticity. That doesn't change no matter what relationship I'm in. That doesn't change no matter what job I'm in. I value self-care and time for myself, right? So knowing those core authentic values, which I mean, you can probably just, I take my clients through an exercise to figure it out for themselves, but I'm sure that you can look up like, core values exercise and find a few different options on the internet. Um, but really like just knowing those authentic core values is super helpful. Another thing I have my clients do, which I think is really, really powerful is to write a eulogy for themselves. So what do you want people to say about you at the end of your life? Right? Ooh,
0: I really like this. I know it's dark, it's, but I
1: really like it. It's super powerful. What do you want people to say about you at the end of your life? This was eye-opening for me because I wrote it out and I was like, how is what I'm doing right now and living right now going to lead to that? Nothing that I was doing. No one was going to say those things about me. And that was the moment that I was like, okay, things have to change. I need to start showing up differently in this world, right? So really being clear on like, what impact do you want to make? What do you want people to say about you at the end of your life? And how am I leading a life that's actually going to lead to people saying those things?
0: So good. And I actually, I'm going to do that myself uh, probably tomorrow morning. That's a great morning practice. (laughs) How would I like to be spoken of at my funeral? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. At my death day. Another great, great way to figure out what your values are I love when you say your values are consistent, they don't change, they're throughout your entire life, they'll always be your values, the same values. Um, I was going to mention that if you are able to write down the people that you look up to, the people that have influenced you the most in your life, um, celebrities or people in, that you know of dead or alive, you can probably pull some characteristics and traits from them that you also admire and that you hope to or aspire to be. So I think that it's another way for us to pull values, like really get clear on what values that you have to be able to know what type of relationship you want to have with yourself.
1: I think also just finding moments to be with yourself like quiet still moments to just be with yourself will really help in learning more and more about who you are and it sounds silly but like you don't even need to do much just be alone with your thoughts for like 10 minutes a day just in silence and The more you do that, like the more your intuition will come out, the more you'll get to know yourself because when we're so busy just being distracted by our phones and by all our things to do and by all the people around us and all those shiny objects, we don't ever take the time to just look within and be like, who am I? And so if you can just introduce those small moments every day, you'll notice that your intuition will just grow a lot stronger on its own.
0: Yeah, and totally opposite from what social media would would uh, warrant for that. It's it's like you're <laughs> the the easiest thing for people to do is to feel plugged in to what others are thinking about them, so that they can feel more validated. <laughs> it's it's just so bizarre. It's really bizarre <laughs> we're living in right now.
1: Yeah, social media has exasperated the the external validation times like
0: 1000. 1, yeah. 1000%. <laughs> 1, and I think it's so like it's so daunting to think about for um uh the people that have you know people that have to use social media to be able to be discovered. For their business, for their brand, it's one of the things that I'm trying to figure out um, uh, that is separating vanity metrics towards like the actual impact that I want that I want to achieve for my brand
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, that's another conversation aside, but it's it's uh it's an interesting parallel though
1: yeah, it is hundred percent I think what's helpful for everyone is just. Whenever you post something on social, I just, I love this mantra. The amount of likes I get on this post has nothing to do with my worthiness. Mm. It has nothing to do with who I am. It's just a post on the internet. And always repeating that to yourself as you post, nothing to do with my worthiness.
0: A 100%.
1: Right? I also think it's really important to just put yourself in supportive communities. Communities that are going to help you get to that next best version of yourself. It is so hard to make change by yourself on your own. It is like going one mile an hour when you try to do it by yourself. And then you join a really supportive community and it's like going 100. It is so different. We change in community. We grow in community. So a beautiful way to expand your world is to join really supportive communities that are just there to help you get to that next, next best version of yourself.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. As reminded from an ancient African proverb, if you want to go far, go with people.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like, if, if you have the means to do so, like get a therapist, get a coach. But if you can't do that, like talk to a friend, talk to a family member, Like be vulnerable, be open, just lean on the support systems that you can create.
0: What's the difference between a therapist and a coach, Alexa?
1: I really believe that therapists do a lot of looking backwards and coaching is a lot more of looking forwards Mm. is I would say the biggest distinction. And I know for me in the work that I do, of course, we look back a bit, but we look back in order to move forward. Versus therapy, I think it's just looking back and looking back and looking back.
0: I've done both. It's, it serves a totally different purpose for each, and it's both just as powerful. So I highly recommend both. I highly recommend you get in touch with Alexa. She is an awesome coach, and she does group coaching for those of you that find one-on-one coaching too daunting. And her program is called Limitless because she is breaking limitations <laughs> with people, some powerful people in her life. I want to thank you again for being on the show, Alexa.
1: Thank you so much for having me here. I love, I love how everyone else interprets the name Limitless because when I thought of it, I was just, I think I was just walking down the streets of Boston. I was like, Limitless. That's the one. No thought about why, but everyone else has such cool, beautiful interpretations of it. And I'm like, I love that. So I loved hearing that. <laughs> Thank you so much, though, for having me tonight. This was a really, really good conversation. And if you're listening to this, definitely connect with me. I'd love to not just be strangers on the internet, but maybe actual connections, friends, mentors, whatever it could look like. So, yeah. Tell yeah.
0: people where they can find you
1: on Instagram at Alexa Kmart. And my website is Alexa
0: Awesome. Thanks again for tuning in. See you at the next one.